Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched week seven of WWE 2017, which ran from February 13th, the day after Elimination Chamber, and ended with NXT on February 15th. Uh, we had Raw episode 1238, SmackDown episode 913, 205 Live episode 12, NXT episode 378, and Main Event episode 229. This was a pretty great week of shows. Uh, even my least favorite show is still pretty good. Still pretty good. Uh, that would be main event. Uh, the only reason it didn't rank higher than anything else was, you know, it was, it, it was, it was just some Sayer matches. We'll talk about that later on. Um, actually, I'll talk about that right after I talk about Raw. Since it's with the Raw roster, I think it makes sense to talk main event after raw um for the most part this episode of raw was was great and it's mainly for like the last hour of stuff i do watch a, a reminder as with every week i watch the raw version or rather the the hulu version of raw um which is 90 minutes as opposed to the uh 110 minute or what however long the three hour version is uh, with the commercials cut out of it. Um, so I did miss out on some stuff that I uh, saw highlights of later. Maybe not highlights. Uh, posts about later. Some discussion later. Uh, there was a Cesaro versus Enzo match that I did not see. I did not see anything with the cruiserweights. Um, there was some something else with... Uh, I, I don't know. Let's talk about the stuff that I did watch. Starting with... Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows challenging Roman Reigns to a two-on-one match. Uh, that was kind of fun to see, and they totally beat him up. Uh, they got disqualified for beating him up too much. Uh, but then, you know, I would have been happy with that ending of it. Um, but then uh, Roman Reigns fights his way out of Magic Killers. The match had already ended uh, and kind of puts them back in their place so to speak and Roman Reigns stands tall and he's not beat up enough to come out later to interfere with another match which we'll talk in just a sec talk about in just a second um uh Stephanie did all the talking stuff at the top of the show she said that Mick Foley had she gave him the week off because of the bad calls he made last week so okay I guess um, we had the debut. We've wait, waited so long, 17 weeks, for the debut of Emelina. And <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, she comes out and says, you've seen the makeover of Emma into Emelina. And now you'll see the makeover of Emelina into Emma. And then leaves again. I was like, oh, God. I hope we see it next week. And we don't have to wait another freaking 17 weeks for that makeover to happen. That would be, oh man, that, I, I'd be, I would be pretty mad about that. I hope Emma can finish this, the, the unmakeover come back right away. And, uh, maybe even challenge, maybe, yeah. Oh, oh, maybe she challenges Bailey right away. Oh, he's jumping ahead. Bailey is the new Raw Women's Champion. That's 
pretty exciting. Kind of expected. It's like, ah, Charlotte's never going to lose on a pay-per-view. But, uh, yeah, exciting. And the match was really good, too. There are a lot of things I liked about the match. Um, she won with the belly, Bailey to belly. And uh, Dana Brooke came out, tried to interfere. Uh, we had a figure four put on Charlotte by Bailey, But that was... Uh, she she got out of it and then put the uh, figure eight on Bailey, but uh, that was when Dana Brooke tried to interfere. Uh, she's locked in there. Uh, the the ref is focused on the combatants in the ring, and Sasha Banks comes out with her crutch. I mean she 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 doesn't really need the crutches now, does she? She she got out there quick. She got out there quick, and she didn't actually need to use the crutch. But she did use the crutch as a crutch for Bailey to get the championship by uh, taking out Dana Brooke and then nailing Charlotte right, right where it hurts, uh, and breaking up that uh, that hold, and Bailey is able to 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 make the comeback. I mean, it could be argued; it, it, it is arguable. It definitely is arguable that if neither of them had interfered, that Bailey would have won. So. Sasha's involvement is just like counteracts Dana Brooks' involvement, so they're end up on even an even playing field, kind of. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe Emma will challenge Bailey for the title, or maybe we because now we don't know what's going to happen at Fastlane. Is that going to be the rematch between Charlotte and Bailey? Probably, probably to continue the pay per view streak, um, but. Uh, maybe Emma challenges for it. Maybe Sasha turns on Bailey and wants her title back or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. We're left hanging since it was the main event. We didn't have much story development after that. We didn't have a talking smack type show after it to elaborate on what's, what's going on. So we'll just have to wait and see next week. Okay. What happened before that? Um, we had Braun Strowman uh, versus Mark Henry. Braun Strowman wins with the power slam. He says, world's strongest man. Ha! That was probably my favorite moment of that match. Um, after Strowman won, Roman comes out and uh, hits him with a couple of Superman punches. But he doesn't really go down. Uh, Strowman uh, musters the energy, gets his energy back up, and hits Roman with a running power slam. So uh, we have Strowman looking strong. And, uh, yeah, if Strowman doesn't end up with the universal title before the end of this year, I'd say before SummerSlam. If Strowman isn't universal champion before SummerSlam, then what's happening? What is going on? I'll even – if if he becomes it at SummerSlam, that will work also. But, yeah, he's just destroying everybody. Get him in there, have him. Maybe Goldberg wins against Kevin at Fastlane. Goldberg uh, becomes the Universal Champion. He has like four weeks, three weeks as champion, uh, going into WrestleMania. Goes against Brock Lesnar, and then whoever wins out of that, then Strowman just destroys them the next night on Raw. I would enjoy that. They they get the this headliner. WrestleMania moment, and then boom, Braun Strowman, Universal Champion, 
the day after WrestleMania. We'll see, I guess. Um, up next, we had a Samoa Joe interview. Great interview. I liked it. Uh, the only quote that I wrote down, the whole thing was, was really good. He's talking about how people suck and everything. And uh, he says, redesign, rebuild, reclaim, re-injure Seth Rollins. That would be a great shirt. Joe should put out a shirt that's a, that uh, all proceeds go to S- Samoa Joe. It's a, it's a Samoa Joe shirt, not a, 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 a Seth Rollins shirt. Um, during that interview, he talks about Sami Zayn, uh, saying that he's he's not like Sami Zayn. I'm I'm someone that he can actually count on, that Triple H can count on. Uh, so Sami Zayn defeats Hansom Rusev with a Haluva kick. Yeah, I think everybody, most of Reddit seems to be on board with it. We all got to call call him Hansom Rusev. If he doesn't have uh, if he doesn't have his actual first name, we got or is Rusev is. Or is Rusev his first name? I think his actual first name. Well, not his actual, actual first name. But you know what I mean. Handsome Rusev. Defeated. The Haluva kick. um, Which uh, you would think would be, actually would be more painful with that mask on. Maybe? Because then it distributes it over to the rest of his face. But in a less harmful way. At least as physically damaging. But more pain i don't know i've never worn one of those faces i've never broken my nose i hope i never break my nose i might break my nose someday not like on purpose but anyway uh Sami Zayn, he calls out some he's like you're shut up calling my name out there and come out here and i'll show you what's what or whatever and Samojo's joe's music hits okay so joe's music i well, the first two times that we've seen him, he hasn't come out to his music on Raw. So now when we do hear his music, it's it doesn't click with me right away. I'm I'm like confused. I'm like what is what is whose music? Like I should know his music. I should know his music, but because I'm watching Raw, it doesn't make sense to my brain. And then I'm like, "Oh, right, 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 right. Samoa Joe. It's one of my favorite entrance songs." And it's still like it, it's like short circuiting parts of my brain whenever I hear it on Raw. Uh, but anyway, he sideswipes Sami Zayn, and uh, you know that's that 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 that's what's that. Uh, the last segment from Raw that I want to talk about because there are surely others. Um, Festival of Friendship, the Festival of Friendship, hosted by Chris Jericho to celebrate his friendship with Kevin Owens. Oh my god, this is like the best segment ever on any of these shows. Uh and it wouldn't it wouldn't work with everything that leads up to it. Uh so huge, huge props to the this entire storyline with the best friends, former best friends, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Oh, it's a sad, sad day in the WWE universe. Rest in peace, Jericho. But man, what an amazing segment! How does it? Can, how does the amazingness continue from here? I can't wait to find out. Uh, I don't want to talk about the, the details of it. Uh, just you, you gotta watch that segment if you haven't already. Uh, every beat of the story told in this uh, in this festival of friendship from 
the moment Jarek comes, he doesn't even come out first. All the the dancing ladies, the Las Vegas dancers come out first, and then Jericho comes out, and he's got this crazy smile. It's like a deranged. He's he's just deranged with happiness, and that's his downfall. Um, like from that all the way to the end of it, it's amazing. We had freaking Gilberg with the sparklers and the fire extinguisher. Oh, that was great. Um, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, and then we had the it joke across the commercial break. And it's that was way if I, I, I appreciate it. that's probably my favorite thing that has happened out of all of this is that commercial break it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, last thing for raw. The couple of moves that I, I really liked or a move that I really liked that I didn't mention was a moonsault by Charlotte off of the barricade. Um, that, that was pretty great. But uh, yeah, other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot of flash. Other, well, we had a few moves off the top from Bailey. Um, and uh, yeah, really good. Really good. Was it? It is definitely the best match of the night. It may, I'd say it's probably one of the best matches on Raw. Um, discounting pay per views, one of the best matches on Raw in a while. Um, all right, so let's talk about main events since we're talking about the roster. The Raw roster. Oh man, Jinder Mahal. I, maybe I just didn't notice this before, but. I feel like he's like a freaking monster now. They, he's he's just like bursting out of his skin with his muscles. It's crazy. So we had we had Jinder Mahal versus Sinkara. Uh, Jinder Mahal defeats Sinkara with a neckbreaker, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty fun match. And it's crazy to see just how how powerful Jinder Mahal is. He's gonna be doing some 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 cool stuff soon i think i think but we'll see we'll have to wait and see uh tag team with rusev they've already been uh, a tag team in recent weeks handsome rusev and jacked ginger oh man oh man they could totally take out all the other tag teams to dinner um, and then uh, if you're watching on Hulu, the 27-minute and 25-second mark is the second match of the episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't get Austin Aries on this episode, which I, I'm a bit sad about. Maybe that means he's about to move on back into the ring pretty soon. I don't know. I'll be sad if that happens in on one hand, but I'll, ha- I'll be happy on the other because we'll get to see him wrestle but we won't have him on con- commentary. Maybe he'll be able to do both. That'd be great. But uh, we didn't get Austin Aries on main event. Instead, we had Byron Saxon, Tom Phillips, and R-Truth, who repeatedly, uh, he's convinced that Byron is not Byron, but coach from ESPN. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty funny running joke throughout the episode. I... I guess we'll see what happens next week. If we have our truth again or somebody else again, then I think Austin Aries is about to get back into action. 
Um, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll probably get an update next week on 205 Live, perhaps. Or even on Raw, because he does commentary on the, the Cruiserweight matches for on Raw. But uh, anyway, uh, that 27-minute and 25-second mark match is Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese and Drew Gulak. Uh, Mustafa Ali wins the match by pinning Tony Nese after his his signature inverted 450. Uh, that's always so awesome to watch. He's, he's the most like a ninja. I've talked about this before that, uh, the purple ninja mascot for, uh, 205 live and the cruiserweight classic that needs to be an actual wrestler at some points. It would be so awesome. And I think if anybody's going to play it out of the people currently on the roster right now, uh, Mustafa Ali has the moves and the, 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 agility and the the kind of posture for that awesome ninja character so and his his gear at least um in this episode uh had a little bit of purple to it so he's already like halfway there he already has kind of an anime feel to to his gear it, it looks a, it reminds me a little bit of uh saiyan armor and whatnot because you have the cart the very bold lines of the, uh, the the six pack and stuff on his shirt and all that. So I think we got to get Mustafa Ali as the purple ninja cruiserweight classic two Oh five live mascot. Make it happen. And he, he could still be Mustafa Ali. Like, you know, just do dual, dual roles. Because he have a he have all the ninja gear on, the mask and everything, so he could be both. It's a whole other uh, La Luchadora type situation. Anybody could be that character, but for the most part, it should be Mustafa Ali because he can do all the crazy flips and stuff. Um, there's a few of the guys who can do crazy flips, but anyway, uh, yeah, that was a fun match. Uh, we had a really cool acrobatic DDT counter. Um, who did that? I think it was Mustafa Ali that did that. Uh, going into that 450 splash. Uh, we also had a like hand stuff by Drew Gulak on Cedric. And uh, he like was working his hand and then got him down into a pen. And I thought that was, that was kind of a creative little sequence there. And uh, yeah, yeah, great match. I really like that match. I kind of wish it was on 205 Live instead of on main event. But... I mean, it's a it, it, bonus match. So just the three cruiserweight matches, we got a fourth one right there. All right. So backing up to SmackDown Live, uh, we open with the brand new WWE champion talking his uh, talking his talk, which is always fun to listen to. I think sometimes it's a little bit weird and not doesn't make much sense. But this time it was it was great. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Why did I say his name already? Bray Wyatt, our new WWE champion. Uh, Cena comes out. He he wants his rematch right away. AJ Styles comes out. He says, I I never even got my rematch. I want my rematch first. And Daniel Bryan comes out. He's like, oh, we've got a conundrum, don't we? Well, I guess we'll do a triple threat for the match. And uh, you both get your rematches at the same time. And uh, that doesn't. No, no. 
AJ Styles deserves a one-on-one rematch. What are you talking about? Uh, we get uh, lots of disappointed letters coming in from around the world that AJ Styles deserves a one-on-one rematch. So perhaps we'll see that sometime soon. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of time before WrestleMania. We don't have any other SmackDown pay-per-views before then. So uh, anything could happen. Really, any anything could happen in the next six episodes. Um, but before we get to that match, uh, we had Dean Ambrose looking for Baron Corbin. He's got a score to sell. Uh I guess he could he could have waited at the entrance, like when he got there. That would have been the easiest way to find someone. Not wait until you get there. Or may, I guess, okay. If Dean Ambrose really wanted to find Baron Corbin, he would have gotten there way early, been the first one of anyone to arrive. Then he definitely would have found Baron at the entrance. But Baron Corbin probably got there first, so. Dean couldn't do that, so he had to go searching around everywhere. Um, okay, so we'll re- return to that storyline in a second. Uh, we had American Alpha versus The Ascension. The Ascension looking strong again. Uh, I knew they weren't going to win in this match because it wasn't all touted up and all of that. But maybe we'll see them go head-to-head again before WrestleMania, and we won't have a tag team. Uh, the American Alpha defending the championship at WrestleMania. Will we even have a tag team uh, match for SmackDown at WrestleMania? Uh, There's a a proposal. Somebody posited that they might have a champions versus champions match uh, for the tag teams. And that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Except we already kind of had that at Survivor Series. Sort of. Not really. Um, especially because the New Day got eliminated really early on, if I remember. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, yeah, American Alpha won with, uh, after hitting the gray in amplitude. Uh, backstage, Dean continues his search. He comes across Ellsworth and Carmella. Um, I realize now that the C is Carmella's thing, but I'd say it's st- it also applies to the, the Chinominal one. Um, the certified phenomenal one. Uh, Dean tells him, Hey, she's using you, you dummy. And, uh, he's, he's, he's all worked up. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes over. He's like, what's going on over here? Uh, okay. You guys can have a match against each other. Like what? Th- things are out of control. In this episode, D- Daniel Bryan is mad with power and it's good. It's a good thing. <laughs> They're getting all these crazy matches. Uh, so big hog versus the lunatic fringe. Finally, retribution for the, the costing of the WWE championship weeks ago, months ago. Um, and, uh, it's interrupted. Well, it's not even interrupted. Uh, Dean Ambrose makes his entrance by being dragged out by Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin hits a deep six into a table sparks go flying awesome moment and uh yeah the monster the lone wolf uh stands tall uh once again so we'll see how that develops next week uh dean is taken away ambulance he's okay just minor injuries um and uh we'll we'll see 
how he gets payback for that that uncalled. Well, he's kind of he was literally asking for it. He was looking for him the entire time. Um, we'll see how, what happens with that next week. Uh, Natalia versus Nikki. They are talking to Daniel Bryan, and they get into a fight again. Oh, it's getting ridiculous. They they're on the verge of of doing the idea um, that I I wish we could see them do or anybody do of starting and ending ending every episode still fighting, um, and then fighting along the way to the next place. They were like, uh, oh, we saw them fighting in the opening uh, of tonight's show, but uh, we just came across this security footage from the the airport. And you see just a grainy black and white overhead shot of them beating each other up with, with luggage and all of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe there, there are better superstars to, to fit that kind of scenario, but, uh, I would enjoy it. I don't know if they, it would have to be a set, not an actual airport. I don't think an actual airport would let them do that. But uh, that's got to be easy enough. If this would have been the week to do it, though, because they were in Anaheim, they couldn't be. They could be closer, but that's as close as they'll be to, um, you know, all the studios out there and all that. So anyway, uh, they're going to have a Falls Count Anywhere match, Natalia and Nikki Bella, next week. Um, so hopefully that's good. Hopefully that's good. I think it has potential to be good. Maybe one of them dies. Not actually dies but they like accidentally you know on purpose but like in the storyline like something really bad happens to one of them and then they're like taken out and then the other is like oh my gosh what have i done and then they they end up at their bedside and bring them flowers every day and we see that like highlights of that each week and they're like i'm so sorry this is stupid for us to get into this and all of that. Um, I think it would probably work with. It would work better with N- Natalia being the one to realize how wrong she was for like be, get, making things so personal and all that. Like she's a pretty, really mean. I think he wasn't really doing anything bad. She wasn't being insulting and like at least not on such a personal level. Um, but uh, yeah, that probably won't happen. But I think it'd be cool if it if it did. Not cool if any of them, either of them, actually accidentally gets really hurt. Um, anyway, uh, up next, uh, Mickey James gets a rematch against Becky Lynch, who defeated her at Elimination Chamber. Mickey James wins with a tricky spin kick after pretending that her shoulder got popped out. So uh, taking a play out of out of Alexa Bliss's book, she did the same trick, like. A month and a half ago. Uh, you know, Becky... I'm not going to blame Becky for falling for it. Because it didn't really look like she was... She looked really skeptical about it. Um, but... Uh, let's let's increase the skepticism to be on the defense. When that kind of thing ha- happens. Keep your arms up. Keep your fists up. Be ready for an attack. You, you know, it's it doesn't have to look like you're going to be attacking them if they are actually hurt. But it's it wouldn't hurt to keep your uh, keep your dukes up in case it is a trick. So uh, we'll see how that goes going on. Um, this this match was 
I thought, more exciting than their match on Sunday. I was way more into it. There's a lot more kind of wow moments. And uh, so I, I recommend it. I recommend it. Up next, uh, the Little Flea takes on the Injured Glow. And uh, the Little Flea is Alexa Bliss. And she's uh, irritated that, oh, of course, now Naomi, now she has a championship, now she's injured, so she doesn't have to defend it right away. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, so, yeah, this feud will continue. They'll probably get their rematch game on sooner than later. Probably not next week, but like the week after that. I see them um, going at it. And, uh, yeah, if we end up with a fatal four-way at WrestleMania, awesome. If we end up – whatever we end up with at at WrestleMania, I just hope that it's it's exciting. And I think it will be. Um, Okay. Up next, uh, the main event, the triple threat for the WWE Championship, Bray Wyatt, who comes out on top. He pins John Cena after hitting a sister Abigail on him. And, uh, yeah, another decisive victory by the eater of worlds, Bray Wyatt. Um, some great moments uh, in the match were a big splash through the table by, uh, by AJ Styles. Also, he had Luke Harper attack Bray before the match even began. So he was already at a disadvantage. Um yeah, Bray looks so good coming out of this and uh more and more is like yeah, he he definitely uh he's he's strong enough and skilled enough to be the WWE champion. There's no funny business about this. He's not cheating his way to it. It wasn't handed to him or anything. Um and in fact, uh quite the opposite. At least as far as this uh this match goes. He's outnumbered in both of his title matches so far, the target is on his back, especially in this match. Um, so, yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, after the match, oh, did I, uh, did I say that sequence? It was, a uh, yeah, into the calf crusher, into the SDF, into the senton. I think I said that. Um, uh, Randy comes out afterwards, and it seems like it's going to be this face-off that now they're enemies. They're going to be facing each other at WrestleMania, but no, 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 no. Randy Orton says, as long as you're my master, I refuse to face you at WrestleMania. And he, he, he gets down on both knees to him, bows down to him. Like, wait, what, what does that mean? What does that mean for WrestleMania? Who knows? We'll have to wait to find out, but it really awesome ending it is like complete opposite of uh, the festival of friendship. Great contrast between the two. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. All right. So on talking smack, another fantastic episode of talking smack uh, best moments are uh, Alexa's on there. And uh, she's, she's trying to say something about the Patriots, how they lost. And then, David Bryan's like, no, they, they they won the Super Bowl and and proceeds to pretty much the rest of the episode, not the rest of the episode, but the rest of the interview just gives her crap for it. And um, yeah, hilarious. And uh, Renee Young calls him out and says, uh, you're, you're the worst. 
You're the worst after uh, Alexa leaves. Um, great uh, follow-up to that. <laughs> Apollo Crews starting his interview with, like, did you guys hear about the Patriots? <laughs> oh. oh, why was she watching the game on the airplane? It happened a week before. She should have already watched it. Weird. Weird. Weird t- football watching habits. Alexa Bliss. Um, and then we had a great interview with AJ. He is he is so mad that he didn't get a one-on-one rematch. He, he demands a one-on-one rematch. And uh, he also has his hair tied back samurai style. And it looks pretty awesome. His, his usually super dumb soccer mom hair. No, no offense. I mean, that's like the point of it, right? Uh, it looks so awesome tied back like a samurai. And uh, when at some point he's going to come out like that in the ring and it's going to be like so freaking badass. Just like nothing else changed. Just his hair tied back like that. And it'll be like a, a friggin' night. What's the, the samurai or Shogun? The Shogun or like the rogue samurai, right? And uh, yeah, he comes comes out like one of them, and just like lays waste to everybody who comes near him and stuff. Yeah, I think that's coming. I think that's coming for AJ Styles. Um, he just destroys Daniel Bryan and uh, Shane McMahon to get his his title opportunity back, and to get his title back. And if he has to destroy the Eater of Worlds to do it, he will because it's a freaking Shogun. No, it's not Shogun. It's something else. It's like, uh, what is, let's see, Rogue Samurai is called Ronin. That's that's it. He's like Ronin. It's such a cooler, it sounds so much cooler than Shogun too. Um, what is it? A Shogun is like military, I think. Yeah, military dictator. So it's different, different still deadly but yeah look at this freaking look at look up some illustrations of ronins and uh and try not to imagine aj styles as one just try okay you're probably kind of successful but anyway okay uh that brings us to 205 live awesome episode um, I don't even know how to rank everything this week. I just know main event was at the bottom because it didn't have as much awesome stuff as all the other shows. Um, actually, 205 Live, probably second favorite. Raw, third favorite. SmackDown first. And then NXT and then main events. Um, okay, so Rich Swan in the opening match, defeats Nam Dar. Uh, Rich dedicates the match for Valentine's Day to Alicia Fox. So we get to hear him say it, um, and then we get to we get to we have to we're uh, we're uh, subjected to hearing Morrow attempt the the fox. Um, I'm not even try to to imitate him. It would be, it would be even worse than his uh, his rendition. But um, yeah, the commentary the commentary alone. On 205 Live is so, so good. It's so much better than any of the other shows. So much more entertaining. 
Um, during one of the matches, we had Morrow call something a rabid lariat. And then uh, Corey, I think he had a better name for it. This is during this is during this match, actually. This is during this match. Um, Namdar hits a, a, the rabid laureate, lariat. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, tongue twisters. Uh, Corey says, oh, maybe you should call that the, uh, the Scottish sickle, which I think sounds pretty awesome. Uh, but Morrow insists, no, it's the rabid laureate lariat. Oh my God. I can't say that word. And, uh, at, after the match, uh, he asks, Corey asks, what, what'd you call that again? The rabid lari- lariat. I've never seen a lariat executed by a rabbit before. <laughs> and so I had to draw that. I posted it on, um, Eric Tru's, um, on Instagram. I had to draw that rabbit executing a lariat um anyway rich swan wins the match and then we're off to grand metallic his debut on 205 live versus drew gulak drew gulak is dominant during the beginning of the match but uh metallic gets his groove and i uh, just just keeps gets fires shot after shot after shot at Drew Gulak, um, he has some great high flying moves. Uh, there, there's this one jump uh, to the outside that we get this replay, and Corey's like, "Look at this hang time he gets!" And he starts counting along to it. It's like, "Yeah, I know it's in slow motion, but sometimes it's fun to pretend." Um, that that aside from the rabbit lariat, favorite favorite commentary moment of the week. Oh, every single moment of commentary this episode is my favorite of the week. Um, but uh, yeah, Metallic uh, finally hits the Metallic driver on Drew and uh, wins his first match on 205 Live. Great to see him back. And I can't wait to see him go up against Lince Dorado. Uh, maybe they'll be saving that for a little while. But uh, to see the two high-flying luchadors go at it, Oh, I'm so excited. And to see them, to see Grand Metalli go against anyone is going to be awesome. Um, okay, so up next, we had a backstage segment where the Brian Kendrick uh, offers to be Akira Tozawa's mentor. <laughs> and uh, I, I just acted out the the posture that Akira takes, and you can't see it, so there's no point in me I've done that. But his response to everything it's just no fantastic. And uh, Brian Kendrick is like, oh, okay, maybe there's a language gap. Maybe you don't understand what no means or even what I'm offering to you. Do you understand? He says, I understand you. I don't like you. Brilliance. Akira Tozawa, number one, straight to the top. Uh, not straight to the top because we have the Jack Gallagher versus Neville at Fastlane before then. But Kiro Tozawa, he's got to be the next champion after that. Uh, after whoever comes out on top at, at uh, I keep thinking Kickstarter. Fastlane. It's, that's a very different, uh, different compound word than Kickstarter. WWE Kickstart. It's, the, it's, uh, it's everybody who just made their debut is on that pay-per-view. Um, so it's it's 
and then it's surprisingly good. It ends up being surprisingly good. Um, next up, we had Neville defeat Teddy Joystick Perkins uh, with a double arm bar. That double arm bar is brutal, man. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty good match. I didn't really take any. I didn't take any notes about the actual match, but uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, and afterwards, Gentleman Jack Gallagher comes out with William the Third. Uh, Neville throws William all the way back into the entryway. I thought that was pretty Im- impressive. Although it is the umbrella in its closed state is fairly aerodynamic. It's very similar to a dart, so I guess it's not that much of a physical feat to throw it that far, but I was still impressed. I haven't seen an umbrella thrown that far ever. So, uh, yeah, I'll put that, I'll put that in my book of impressive things I've seen done until I see it done again, even further. What is the world record? Somebody tweet me with this or I'll look it up myself in a few minutes. Anyway, I'll probably forget about it in a few minutes. What is the world record for the furthest, a, an umbrella has been thrown both open and unopened. So I think that has to be like a combination record, right? Throwing it open that you could probably at most throw it like six feet, maybe 10 feet. And that's got to be, Oh, you know what? You throw it really freaking far with wind. But I don't think that counts. It probably has to be indoor with no wind. Um, but anyway, let, let's make that. If that isn't a world record, let's make it a world record and get Jack and Neville in on that action because I think they both stand a chance. Jack is familiar with the umbrella. And uh, Neville, on his first attempt, is already has a great shot at it. Anyway, uh, yeah, he comes out. They they scuffle a little, little bit, but Gentleman Jack hits him with a headbutt, and uh, it fends him off. It fends him off. So we have Jack Gallagher in the ring with the title in a suit. Oh, it looks so good with him. Oh, man. it's The WWE Championship looks awesome being held by Bray, Bray Wyatt. The Cruiserweight Championship looks even better with Jack Gallagher in his his suit. Oh, it it's it's fantastic. Is it is it technically a suit? It's like a, a it's not like a form it's not like a, a suit and tie party type of suit. It's more of a it, I don't know. It's like a like an everyday suit. Like heading to work at the at the at the office the uh, the accountants firm account accountancy for what um but anyway yeah great seven great ending of the show and that brings us to nxt uh it opens with authors of pain destroying their opponents uh they hit a super collider on them after their win uh not not so nice of them not so nice of them they're they're being a little bit of bullies a little bit of bullies they are uh we have billy k and Peyton Royce versus Liv Morgan and Ember Moon. Are, is anybody really surprised that Liv Morgan chose Ember Moon as her partner? Uh, they seem like pretty good friends. Or at least pretty good friendlies. Uh, 
who else? It might she might have gotten Aaliyah, but then they definitely would have lost. Uh, but they lost anyway because Billy Kay uh, hits Liv Morgan in the side of her face with her knee as Peyton Royce holds her in place and gets the win. Uh, so a cool ending to the match. Um, there wasn't as much comedic type stuff as, we, as we've had in the last few Liv Morgan matches, um, and, and it worked fine. It was good. It, it was fun. It was a fun match. Up next, we had DIY come out, talk about stuff, uh, particularly getting a rematch with Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain come out. Paul Ellering says, make your peace with your loved loved ones before the rematch in two weeks. And right away, they say, oh, oh, Paul, we love you. And all of that. It's, I didn't get it at first. At first, I thought they were just kind of uh, being appreciative of the legend of Paul Ellering. But uh, then when somebody pointed it out on a Reddit thread, I was like, Oh my God, that's, that is, that is an amazing response. They're, they're making peace with their loved ones so that they don't get killed by the authors of pain. Uh, And then we had the best match that I've seen on a regular episode of NXT. Tyler Bate versus Trent Seven for the UK Championship. Oh man, this match is so good. I am not even going to do it a disservice trying to describe uh, moment to moment of what happened. I also didn't take notes about moment to moment. It's it's just it's just an excellent match. Uh, my favorite my favorite moment was this this single leg crab by Trent Seven. And it just happens so quickly. I wrote down as a snap single leg crab, which sounds like he broke something. And it looked like he could have. It was just so freaking quick and out of nowhere. Oh, these guys are so much fun to watch. And I can't wait for the weekly UK show to start. Whenever when, It can't start soon enough. But in the meantime, if we have these... UK matches on NXT uh, that'll give me uh, that that'll fill that uh, scratch that itch just enough for now. I think um, it's like having the mini episodes of uh, the UK championship uh, show or whatever it's called. They, they, they haven't even asked what it'll be called yet. Next week uh, we have Mark Andrews versus Pete Dunn. That's going to be awesome. And who knows what we'll see after that. I'm excited. So that's it for this week. Like I said, I, I enjoyed every, every single show this week. So much cool stuff going on. Let me know what you thought about what happened this week and what you think will happen next week by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back for week eight of WWE 2017. Bye.